Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Ziliox, your host, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat. And today our guest is Corey Brown. He's the Virginia State Director for Mission 22. Uh, an amazing organization, been around for a good while. And Corey and I, uh, we land at the same table events all over uh, Northern Virginia. So I was excited to have him uh, out here today to tell us uh, all about Mission 22 and the work that they do. So Corey, welcome to the podcast. Larry, thanks so much. So happy to be here. I love telling the story of the organization and just getting that passion from service and hopefully helping as many people as we can. I know I know the story of Mission 22, but tell our listeners uh, what the organization is all about. So several years ago, a guy named Magnus Johnson, he was a, he was a Green Beret and he had a, a bug in him to, to be an artist. And so he was doing some sculpting and one of his sculptures actually helped start bringing a, a, around the awareness of the issue that we have with veteran suicide and using that sculpture and, and kind of going on, on tour with it. Uh, he, he decided that, Hey, there's more to this that we can do. And I know that he himself and his wife who, who now heads the organization for them, it's, it's a, you know, acts of service is the way that they continue to serve. Sure. And I think that through uh, some of the artistry and the sculptures, you know, he landed into a place where what can we do? Who can we bring on board? Who can we partner with uh, that helps us get closer to, you know, solving this issue of veteran suicide? And as you know, uh, the statistics are pretty eye-popping. You know, they, yeah. I think they came across those statistics in, in the report back then, which was 22 veterans a day were, were dying by suicide. Mm -hmm. And that, propelled the idea of, hey, Mission 22, um, let's, let's kind of use this as an opportunity to, to spread awareness mm -hmm. and to start coming up with programs, which they really wanted a holistic kind of approach. Uh, there's several medical doctors and other sorts of professional experts that are involved with some of the recovery and resiliency programs that the organization has for people, but it was much more about like you know, it's not just about medication. It's not mm -hmm. just about therapy. Even you know, there's there's building blocks. It's a tra it's a journey. Sure. The post traumatic growth that you need to achieve is first the the recovery element. You know, what do you need to to recover from the post traumatic stress that you that you're encountering, mm -hmm. and then what do you need to build that resiliency, and right. how do you grow into being the best version of yourself that you can be now, mm -hmm. right? Because we, almost everybody now has, has gone through or is going through or is going to go through some sort of trauma. And yeah. I think for the organization, it's it's about like, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's not just based on like medical this or, you know, pharmacy that, mm -hmm. right? There's there's a uh, an angle on it's It's got to be a, a life, you know, something that you're always uh, going to be working with mm -hmm. and something that's going to fit your passion area or fit, uh, in a way that's going to make you want to stay with it 
Mm-hmm. And it's about, I think, building that network, that tribe, that group, that club, like whatever it is, then it's going to help you because none of our journeys are alone. Right. right. We we get the best benefits when we're able to come together. And I think the, the organization's done a really good job about finding good partners that we know one organization probably doesn't have all the answers. Sure. So how do we loop people into a network where they can hopefully find what it is that they're missing or that they need to really experience that post-traumatic growth that we're looking for? So would you describe Mission 22 as sort of a, a, a resource guide for veterans who have these issues? They could reach out to Mission 22 for direction on where they can find different therapies, different ways of coping? There's two sides. Yeah. I think that's one of them. Definitely want to want to be a resource for the community. Sure. And the second piece is that we do have programs that that you can sign up through with Mission 22 and, and you get assigned a, a, a team that can help you and you have, uh, you know, physical things that can be sent to you in the mail or that you can go to uh, that are on site uh, in some instances which are actually like these are Mission 22 programs mm-hmm. that you can take part in, uh, you know, free of charge. Um, but it's 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 both of those things. I think it's, can, you know, what can we do because of this angle that Mission 22 is taking with the recovery and resiliency program? Mm-hmm. And then what can we do to also be that resource that links you up to, to great and wonderful places like this, uh, you know, the, the Warrior Retreat, or to uh, an equine program, sure. or, uh, you know, to whatever it is, it seems that the person might match too well. Mm-hmm. And are the physical programs in the north, are there some in the northern Virginia area? There's nothing uh, on the east coast yet. This okay. Mission 22 is, is headquartered out of uh, Oregon. Uh-huh. That's where most of the, the full-time leadership and, and, and workforce is. But there is a nationwide volunteer force uh, in every state there are volunteers like myself um, who come out to the events like you were talking about where we're you know trying to raise awareness trying to raise money sure to fund those programs a lot of the programs if for people that are safe for here in northern virginia they have uh, a virtual opportunity okay right? so you can you can get your resources by mail mm-hmm. right you can check in with with experts and, and people associated with the program virtually so it's mm-hmm. It's not uh, in person, but it, it does offer them some sort of flexibility. Sure. Did that grow out of COVID? I mean, I think that it grew out of the need to service people who weren't in the Pacific Northwest. Locally. Right. Right. I think COVID helped make that something that was much more... Uh, um, user-friendly. User-friendly, yeah. right? And much more, you know, this we can use this to, to serve more people. We're not just limited to a certain mileage from... Oregon or whatever, and you know, there's there's probably so many people that have been helped just because there was a virtual opportunity. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they were going for. And there's a there's a state coordinator like yourself or a volunteer in most states. Each state has a leader. Okay, um, a volunteer leader in every state. That entire hierarchy is all volunteer. Okay, so you have a state leader. We have a a, a coordinator who works out of the headquarters. Kind of, kind of office it's full time uh you, you obviously like moving these logistical pieces around like you know the, the merchandise or the various programs uh mail outs that need to go out you know mm-hmm. but for each state you know it's a team of, of volunteers who, who kind of come together and 
work events or they 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 do fundraisers like the the 22 push-ups a day i guess it was a couple years ago we had the big couple that that walked from like cape cod massachusetts all the way to arlington you know and and raising money along the way so like several of those type of events are happening uh each year it's it's a very you know highly volunteer-led organization So if somebody out there does want to do some sort of fundraising event for Mission 22, uh, you guys are open to that. That's right. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Is it through the webpage? Or? I always tell people mission22.com. Yeah. It's easy to remember. Um, there's there's a form there that you can fill out. It definitely gets funneled to the right people. It's the easiest way to get in touch with somebody that can help. And would that also be true for... Uh, veterans who were looking for services. That's right. Okay. That's yeah. Right. Who who contacts them? That is it. The state coordinator, or is it somebody from headquarters? The... It'll be somebody from from uh, headquarters. Probably we'll funnel it to to one of the state leaders. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, wherever we can be most local. I think when when you start talking about the the resources and taking advantage of the resources and being able to talk to somebody, we definitely do want to try to get as local as possible. Yeah. But the states are big. You know, you're here. <laughs> you know, you, it's not like you can get in the car and drive, talk to somebody mm-hmm. down in Chesapeake or uh, worse, you know, Bristol down there. <laughs> right. So uh, I I understand that. I get that. What do you think is the most valuable program that Mission 22 has? I think that as far as programs go, the recovery and resiliency program is is great. Right. It's It's a holistic approach where... They're trying to look at the person from the individual level as holistically as possible, right? You'll have a, a medical professional that's kind of assigned to you that you have the ability to touch base with as you go through that program. Um, and it's like a step program, right? You're you're working to meet different objective levels and get different help at different points. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's a very well-executed program that's, um, you know, built around the premise of like purposeful, intentional program. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just as helpful to try to be part of the coalition of organizations that are working to raise awareness. Sure. Yeah. Without the awareness, I mean, the whole reason I, I happen to to want to go find this organization or an organization like this was out of out of loss. Right. right. And and my friend, my buddy, uh, who who we lost to suicide had to have felt like there was there was nothing that could help them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that there was no education that they could reach or, or information that they could gain that they felt like they could get what they needed. So yeah. I think being able to really help veterans, uh, you know, join causes, join organizations, know that there's groups like ours and, and yours that are that are out there trying to fight the battle still and, and serve still. Um, you know, that's that's the other, I think that's programmatic in, in it of itself too, right? Like us being able to sure to do that and, and, and reach people. I agree 100%. I think awareness is the key. I mean, veterans are aware of the issue. Uh, it's the rest of the community that needs to be informed to say, you know, you've got to look out for your cousin. Yeah, he was in the Army. You don't see him that often. He seems pretty normal. But, you know, talk to him yeah. frequently. You know, give him a call, see how he's doing. Maybe get together for coffee, you know, more than you would with somebody you went to high school. Uh, I, I really do believe that uh, awareness is really the key. It, it's uh, it's so important to get that message out. 
to as many people as possible. And I know Mission 22 does a fantastic job of that. You guys are always out in the community. Uh, you're here for the Vets for Vets show. You know, we can't spread the word enough. I guess I want to ask, are you aware of any programs that the VA has or that may be coming down the pike that um, you think are going to be beneficial? or, or what's, what's your relationship with the VA, Mission 22? Do you... Do you are you at odds with them, or do you do you work with them, or what what's that like? I think most veterans know that the VA, although it's a national and federal entity, still varies so much from community to community. Yeah, and there's definitely uh, VA communities where I think Mission Twenty Two is much more ingrained into that community, uh, whether it's because of the, the people that are managing it or, or working there. Maybe it's because we happen to have ambassadors in that area where uh, that they're much more looped into the VA community. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I think it's, it is highly variable, uh, and it's probably one of the challenges that all organizations are facing, right, is like how do we best partner up with a government entity yeah. in order to reach the same objectives, right? We have the same goals. Sure. How do we make sure we're as aligned as we can be with the the mission to still serve the veteran community. Yeah. That's, I've seen it different levels, you know, like um, uh, a lot of people don't realize, but the, the, that hit show that was on NBC a few years ago, like This Is Us, mm, yeah. when they introduced the the veteran uh, character who yeah. was uh, the, the dad's brother, um, Uncle Nicky, his VA center that he would he would go to uh, Mission 22 did a great job there with that that show because they had partnered up with some of the showrunners, and there were Mission 22 signs and and, and posters uh, in some of those scenes, which was really neat to see. But I think it's it's still something where we're you know we we have trainings uh, where we talk about like you know how to to work with the VA, you know how how can you better um, get ingrained with with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd ask about things coming down the pipeline. I mean, I think that the the uh, the, the telephone line was a great move, mm -hmm. right? Being able to have something that no matter where you are in the country, it's the same. Yeah, right. I need eight plus one. Right. And, yeah. and being able to, like, help people understand how to evangelize that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think I've always been a believer that, that yeah, it's great that we have a, a, a strong Veterans Administration. And then the government is is putting money into into resources. Mm -hmm. However, we believe if there's more needed or what. I also believe that it's it's up to organizations in the nonprofit realm to really like fill in those gaps, sure, and be the ones who are making sure that the, that the light doesn't go out. You know that we're we're bearing the torch and we're and we're still you know moving things forward because it's it's organizations like yours like ours that are. Uh, doing just as much as any of the VA communities. I sometimes look at it as though we're here to catch those who are falling through the cracks. And that's, you know, it's very rewarding to to be able to reach out and affect policy to uh, promote programs that, like yours, we know work. Um, and that if we can just put a pause in it, you know, whether it's lethal means safety 
whether it's um, we have a new program called Operation Save the Number, where we now have brochures that teach veterans how to save the 988 number in an Android phone and an Apple phone, the idea being that they'll put it in their buddy's phone mm -hmm. and say, hey, if you're having a bad day, call me. If I don't answer, call this number. If there's anything we can do, any program that puts a pause in that process is really one that's going to save lives. And the thing I really like about Mission 22's program is the resiliency aspect of it. The idea that this is somehow a curable thing, that if I just take this medication, if I just go to this course, if I practice meditation, if I do a certain thing, I'm going to be fixed and I'm going to be fine. And it's only a matter of time, I think, until there's a stressor and the issues just come flooding back in. And the idea of that resiliency and saying, hey, you're in it for the long haul and we're here to help uh, is, I, I think, really the most important thing of that program. I agree. I, I think the programmatic elements help for sure. You know, you have this uh, program that was designed by these medical professionals combined with veteran uh, veterans like your, yourself and myself, and they've put together these things that they can package and send off. And I love that. I love that for sure. But it's also the network, I think, that's very beneficial. Mm -hmm. So when veterans from different organizations like you and I, you know, like we've developed a, a good rapport and it helps, I think, because you know things that are coming or I might know things that are coming. And if we start talking, we're probably only becoming that force multiplier. Sure. The resiliency aspect of it is so important because, like you said, it's not a it's not a switch, right? You don't go into uh, any sort of treatment or, or take a pill or anything like that where, like, you had PTS and now you don't. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, w wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it's a it's a challenge, right? You're, you're always prone to walking into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, what helps is if you know, well, these dark times are here again, but I can call Larry. Yeah. You know, or I know I have a tribe that I can go to and say, like, man, I'm having a hard time. I'm yeah. really having a hard time. I need some help. And to know that there's a light on the other side of the tunnel. I think that's perfect. And, and, and because if you talk to veterans who have considered suicide and been to a point, very often they talk about using it as a way to just make the pain stop. And that's so important to identify that and say, hey, you've been down this road before. You got help. You can get help again. And just stop. Give somebody a call. Call 988-PLUS-1. Call somebody you know. Call another veteran. It's just huge. It's, it really is. And, um, you know, that you guys just do amazing, amazing work. Um, what's the one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with about Mission 22? What's the most important thing they should know? I'd, I'd really I'd build off what you just said. There's so many we hear about the stigmas. We know what the stigmas are. Mission 22 started, and they had the tagline of United in the Fight Against Veteran Suicide. And we started to realize, like, there's so much focus on the, the post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, there's so much focus on, like, oh, the suicide rate is increasing like it was like death and negativity and you know just like we were actually compounding the our own stigma mm. 
and we we moved to a different tagline, thinking like United We Heal, mm-hmm. which is where we are today. And it's thinking about like just like you said, let's talk about the success stories. Yeah, you know, let's talk about the fact that you can you can get through this. You know, that there is light on the other side. That you can you can be resilient. Mm-hmm. You know, and that you can know like you you can feel good again, mm-hmm. and you can get those tools that will help you live the best life you can now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a focus, I think, that Mission 22's had to transform through and into. The documentary, United We Heal, that that the, the organization was, was a big part of. Mm-hmm. Great documentary because it goes into like, hey, we have some tough stories. We're dealing with a tough issue. But you know what? Like, we came, we came out on the other side, and we're still here. Yeah. And we're going to keep fighting, and we're going to help people do the same thing that you don't, you don't have to like just you know have that permanent d- solution like you can you can feel good again it feels good to feel good yeah you know and i think the takeaway is you know there is a lot of good around this bad issue mm-hmm. because organizations like mission 22 exists organizations like willing warriors exist mm-hmm. and and now it's about like sp- don't spread the negativity aspect of it all. Don't focus on the fact that it's like this disease, the disorder. Like, let's focus on like that you can live, you know, and and you can live well. And also, too, I think it's an important message to say you you don't have to do it alone. That a lot of times I hear from veterans that they're not getting what they had thought that they should get from the VA. So they start to think that they're not going to get it any help anywhere. There's no help available for them just because they had a bad experience with the VA. And that's so far from the truth. There's tons of veteran service organizations out there that have resources, that have services, that have funding. Mission 22 is a good example of that. Uh, But the state, even the Virginia Department of Veteran Services, offers a lot of services that the VA does that you don't even have to be involved with the VA to to take advantage of their services. So that's another important part of the, the message, I think, is to say, okay, you had a bad experience, but don't give up. There are people, there are organizations like Mission 22 that are here to help and are willing to help. Um, all you have to do is just reach out. And so, listen, I really can't thank you enough for coming all the way out here to the retreat. It's kind of a, a cold, nasty night, but... I appreciate you coming out and, and joining us. I really do. Well, Larry, I love it out here. Every time I come out here, I feel energized and better. I think there's just so much positive energy here. I uh, appreciate you inviting me. I know we've been trying to work this out, and I'm, I'm glad that we finally got a chance to do it. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, if you want to help Mission 22, you can donate. You can do a fundraiser. Uh, just reach out through their webpage, mission22.org. Dot com. Dot com, sorry. Um, and there's plenty of information there on the webpage. Go to the webpage, check it out. Uh, if you're a veteran and you need services, please go to the webpage and check it out. And if they can help you, they, they will help you. Um, we will have another podcast uh, next Monday at 5 a.m. for you early risers. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach us at podcast at willingwarriors.org. Until then, take care. 
The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.